What is going on? Welcome back to the Rogue Pod. Jermaine Hendo here. And of course, we are here to talk about the Baltimore Ravens uh, snapping that uh, preseason streak that everybody opined so much about. Um, the streak is over. It's dead. We can let it go. We can stop talking about it. I just thought that it was not that big of a deal. It's preseason. I mean, I understand that our last loss came in, what, 2015 versus the Atlanta Falcons. But I saw an article, and it said the Ravens' preseason streak at the NFL World captivated. Hmm. I wasn't captivated by it. It was just another meaningless streak. Now, I understand that in the history books, it goes down as a record, but does it really count? Is this the beginning of something new for the Baltimore Ravens? Being that since Lamar Jackson has been our quarterback, we have not lost a preseason game. So maybe this year our luck will change. Things will go a little bit different, and maybe we can get to that elusive Super Bowl. Also, uh, another picture that came up, and I thought it was kind of funny. And so, you know, went made one of my own, and it says – um. Days since last preseason loss, zero. And I just thought that was hilarious. That they would actually put something like this on an NFL network. Like, is it really that big a deal to y'all? Do y'all really feel like this was something that is worth all the hoopla over? Is it something worth the fuss for? Because for the Washington Commanders, apparently, this has been their Super Bowl. If you did not see the game last night, if you missed some things like after the game was over, this is what happened. Like, I didn't get it, but I guess when you are a downtrodden franchise and you have not been relevant in an NFL for over a couple of decades, I guess things like this happen. Like, you honestly would have believed that the Commies won the Super Bowl. The way that they were acting, the owner. I mean, just everybody and their mama was just out there celebrating. Even minority owner Magic Johnson put out a tweet saying, I know it's only the preseason, but the Commanders' victory over the Ravens to end their NFL preseason win streak was a lot of fun for Commanders fans. Was it really? Was it all that fun? Was it all that you hoped that it would be? I had a feeling that the Ravens might lose this game. Um, they played their starters for the first half. So, I mean, it, it really didn't mean much to me. We had our backups in, and they act like they were doing something. And hopefully to them, it was worth all the trouble because they lost Scary Terry, Terry McLaurin. He went out with a toe injury. Hopefully that young man is not out for an extended period of time. But this is what happens when you play games. So. That's that. Let's see who we got up in here right now. We got Brandon Bazell. What's going on? We got Malik. <laughs> yeah, congratulations on that Super Bowl victory because that's about all they're going to get in the NFC lease. We got Big Reg in the house. What's going on? Matt D, how you feeling? Coach, Coach says reporting for duty. If you have not checked it out, Coach just did his recap on the game. Pretty dope content. I do believe around 8 o'clock. Hopefully 8.30-ish. Coach is coming out with another live stream because also 
if you are a fan of hip hop. Tonight at 8 p.m., myself and Mr. Galloway on Electric Relaxation with Mr. Galloway, we are doing another live stream. So hopefully those two don't conflict with each other. Hopefully you get to enjoy all the dope content that we have to bring. Rave Kingdom was good. Chen Wu, welcome back. Welcome back. Danity, thank you for stopping by. Yeah, they're going to get theirs. Like, I'm not worried about it. Like, it's, they played their starters. We played our backups, our third stringers. It wasn't. It wasn't really much to really be talked about. Um, it was a typical Ravens preseason game back and forth. It came down to a play at the end, and you just had to realize eventually in time, luck wasn't going to go our way. Like how you boot Kelly, he stopped that two-point conversion at the end. But then we gave him a little bit too much time. I think it was like a minute and something left, and the commanders went down the field. But I'm getting to that later because this one person in particular one person with a last name that coach isn't too fond of who I'm going to solely blame for this defeat. Now, granted, they say people can't get cut from one game, but I think after this game, that young man is out of a job. I think that young man is not going to be playing. I know that our defensive backfield is decimated. I know that we're just playing anybody we can, anybody we can get into the game, but still, they act like they did something, but to me, it wasn't much of nothing, much to do about nothing. So now, let me know what you all think about the game, what you think should have been done, could have been done. The streak is over with. We can move on now. We can focus on real football. Now, the real focus to me is going to be the next game, which is going to be against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield has been named the starter for Tampa Bay, and hopefully Lamar can get some burn. I know you shouldn't emulate what other teams do, but the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers, he's supposed to play about one or two series. Don't know how that's going to work out, but I do think that Lamar and this offense, starting offense, needs to get out there and do something. Malik B, what's going on? <sighs> they don't deserve to celebrate. Like, all they were doing, you know, you got offensive linemen out there hitting the gritty. You know what I'm saying? You got the kicker. He out there doing a whole bunch of unnecessary nonsense. He threw he threw up the L. He threw up the L like this dude has much to celebrate on. But you know, what is this? You hit a game when a kick in the preseason. Hooray for you. Let's see how far that takes you during a regular season. He threw up the L like loses. Look at your franchise. Look at our franchise. There's no comparison. Like when I first really started watching football. Back in the 80s, I'm not going to say which year it was, but you may be able to figure it out. Uh, the first game that I truly ever watched was the Super Bowl between the Denver Broncos and the Washington Redskins. I know they're the commies now, but the, it was the Redskins at the time. And for some reason, even before I had this Baltimore, D.C. beef going on, I just was like, I hate that team. Didn't know much about football, didn't know much about the game, but I just realized I really don't like this team. Like this team irks me to my core. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, Marcus? Thank you for dropping by. Yolanda B's in the house. Jared Green. What's going on, Ron? Yeah, I mean, listen. They can fight for last place in a horrible division. I know first is going to say they have three, possibly four playoff contenders. Sam Howell's the quarterback. He looked pretty, he looked pretty good last night. But once again, it was versus guys who were not starters for us. And coach said he's going live at 8.30. Good to go. Good to go. 
Yeah, they were being petty. And I think it had a lot to do with the joint practices that we had with them last week. And we gave it to them. Like, we gave it to them on the field. We beat them up off the field. They took this personally. I think their offensive lineman came out and said that the streak was silly. It was nothing to be proud of. And they wanted to do something about it. And that they did. Yeah, we're going to get in there. We're going to get in that dude Mayfield. If you don't know, number 39. What's going on, Akeem? It's definitely over for Prochet. I don't know. If he's if he's a John Harbaugh favorite, he is going to stick around. So that's that. That's that. Who else we got up in here? Is that everybody? That's everybody. Yes, Dre, get them likes up. If you appreciate what we do, hit them like, share. You're going to replay. Make sure you leave a comment so that we can hash things out. Because I know it's probably going to be some Commanders fans that jump in here and try to defend their team and say we beat y'all. We still 0-0. Come September 10th. That's all I got to say. All right. Let's jump into this content so I can get out of here because I do have another stream coming up next. All right. First of all, let's get into the players of the game. Let me know who you think the players of the game should be on offense and defense. For me, my offensive player of the game is going to have to be Travis Vokalek. Um, I know a lot of people weren't that high on him because they didn't know much about him. He's an undrafted free agent out of Nebraska, 6'6", 260. He's a big dude. But for me, the thing that impressed me the most about this young man is the fact that he can run routes. Like, he set them routes up perfectly. He can catch the ball. I know we have Charlie Kolar. He's a fourth-round draft pick. He was hurt last season. We didn't actually give him the chance that he really needed because, you know, we have likely Andrews. Pat Ricard, I guess, if you want to throw him in there. Uh, he's going to be my player of the game. Uh, I think he's going to put a lot of pressure on the Ravens to actually keep Kolar, or they're going to try to stash him. But if they try to stash him, just like if they try to stash Mitchell, somebody's going to check. Somebody's going to get him. Somebody's going to take them off the practice squad and sign them to the 53-man roster. So for him, he's going to be my offensive player of the game. My defensive player of the game, I'm going to have to go with Darius. Darius Washington, he had seven tackles, which led the team. He had three passes defended. And actually, on the game-winning field goal drive, he had a pass breakup that was, you know, it was pretty outstanding. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't high on him because he's on the smaller side, but he made a play. Like, the dude caught the ball. He swiped at it with his hand, knocked it out. He tackled uh, Brian Robinson, who got him by at least 60 pounds. Like, the dude's small, but he plays. And I think that he may be one of those players that actually starts back that Ravens culture of playing like a Raven. Now, he may not be as physically gifted as some of the other safeties that we have or slot corner, wherever he's going to play, but he's not afraid to stick his nose into the business and get things done. So he's my defensive play, player of the game. You said yours is Tyler Wallace. Tyler Wallace doing his thing. He's He's making that case for number six. I, I think he's definitely made the roster, especially because he's a special teams player. He's got a spot. Um, I don't know what that means for your man, Prochet. There just aren't enough roster spots to go around. And unfortunately, we don't have Greg Roman's offense any longer to make Prochet kind of relevant. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, the tight end is nice. So I just want to know what they're going to do with Charlie Kola. Is this going to be another draft pick wasted? Another guy, he may go. He may go to the practice squad. I don't think that anybody's gonna 
pick him up. I think he had two catches for 61 yards. So he kind of redeemed himself with a fumble last week. He dropped a pass on the first drive. But, you know, he looked he looked pretty decent. I just think – and I think Coach has said this before that he looks a little stiff. Like he he's a little shaky out there. And I wouldn't trust him in real game situations to make a play. Yes, Danity. Um, listen, sometimes it, it's it's an attrition game. We don't have guys to put out there. Like if you saw it, listen, the defensive backfield to me, they played they played pretty decent. I mean, they went up against starters for the first half. I know that Sam Howe had 188 yards and two touchdowns, but they gave it their best. And I think that um, on the stream, like the watch along last night, Coach and I, we were talking about why is Mike McDonald leaving those corners out on the island? Because towards the end of the third quarter and all of the fourth, he just let them go, mano a mano. Um, I just think he wanted to see what they had, what they could do, who he could use in crunch time situations because we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on with Marlowe. They say he's supposed to be back by game one. Not certain of that. Rocky Sin, that guy's a mystery. Jalen Armour Davis. He got hurt half hour into practice. Pepe, he's just collecting the check. So I just think they put them out there. They didn't do that bad, I guess. I just think that the backup quarterbacks for the for the commanders, if they had better ball placement, we'd have got eight up. Because I think they passed like 300 and something yards. So I think that's something that we need to shore up. I know that in this next game, all of the participants – that are actually going to play are going to be guys that are trying to make the roster. They're going to see what they have. So there's that. All right. Next up, we got stock up, stock down. Let me know who you think raised their stock on this game, who you think dipped a little bit. Me personally, of course, Zay Flowers, stock up. Most definitely. Did you see the touchdown? I think – he is what we thought Hollywood Brown would be. No slight to my man. I love Hollywood Brown. I wish he was still here. But I just think Zay brings a little shiftiness that Hollywood didn't. Hollywood had speed, but it's like blow on him, he falls over. Zay makes guys miss on that um, touchdown. I want to give credit, and I know I've kind of been a little bit hard on Todd Munkin, but I think that Todd Munkin's stock is up too. Um Play this video. I don't know if it shows. Score on a 26-yarder to the rookie Zay Flowers. But it kind of stacks Zay Flowers, and they they run a vertical with the inside receiver, and it's just total a bust on the. Yeah, it did show it. So for me, this play was really important to me. I know that we didn't have the starters out there, but I really like that play because it shows kind of Todd Munkin's designs. A lot of people don't give enough credit to Tylen Wallace for the clear out. He took two defenders with him, which left Zay wide open. So I think that the concept, his concept and schemes are actually scheming receivers open, something that Greg Roman just was not able to do. So Zay Flowers, I think he is as advertised. I think he's going to add an element to this Ravens offense that's going to help take us over the top. So Coach says, stock up. Kolachek and Keaton Mitchell. <laughs> Malik says Stockdale, Ojabo. Did I put Ojabo on my list? I don't even think I put Ojabo on my list. Like to me, to me, uh, it goes without saying. Um, Coach says Prochet Stockdale. Was his stock ever up? 
I mean, did, did we really ever think that Prochet was going to make, with all the moves that we made this offseason, did we really think that Prochet was actually going to make this roster? Um, Ajabo, his stock isn't down to me personally because I told you when we drafted him. I said, listen, this is how Ojabo's progression is going to go for his career. Year one, he's going to get in the last couple games, make a play or two. Everybody's going to get high on him. He's going to come in the second year. Not going to be as good, but a lot of people are going to say, hey, he's still injured, so let's give him a pass. Year three, he's going to be decent. Contract year, he's going to ball out. Year five, he's going to play somewhere else because he's going to price himself out of Baltimore. So for me, Ojabo just, I mean, he sometimes he looks lost out there. And I've said this before, we need somebody that can set the edge and run, and he's just not it. I know they thought that Ojabo and Owe were going to be this combination that was going to go out there and hold it down for us, being that they were both young players, but I just don't see that happening. Stocked. Yeah. Yeah. You're only doing that because your man said Caillou Blue Kelly was Deion Sanders' light. So, yeah, but I mean, listen, Caillou had that. He had that really good play at the goal line. Like he stuck that dude for that two point conversion. It's just the other 36 plays that he was in. He looked terrible. And I know they said he's coming off an injury. He's still injured and he's trying to work his way back. But my thing is, if you're on the field, you play and injuries are not going to be an excuse. Brady King says, what if we had Zay and Brown? That would be interesting. Um if we had both of those guys, I don't think we would have signed Odell. I'm not sure we would have because Odell did an interview the other day and he said um, his hopes were to go to the New York Jets. He, he he really wanted to play for the New York Jets, but Baltimore just had something about them that made him want to come over here and play with us. And I thought it was the 15 million, 18 possible. I mean, that'll change anybody's mind when somebody's offering you $4 million and somebody's giving you $14 million above asking price. That would be enough for me. So, yeah, I think we had those two guys. It'd be hard. Listen, all that speed and Lamar, who would you guard? Like, who would you guard? I don't know. Um, next stop up, stock up is going to be Tyler Wallace. Like I said, uh, that clear out, he cleared them dudes out. They, He's making an impact that I really didn't think that he had in him. Like, he has a touchdown in the last two games. He solidified at least wide receiver six. He plays special teams. So he is my next on the stock up. Also, we have Vokalek, of course. Dude's just out there balling. Let's take a look at this touchdown that he had. Watch his route running. Like, just watch how he sets guys up. Like, I think that's the difference between him and Charlie. Like, you know, maybe a deal with Lamar was imminent. Brown fires, pass caught, and a touchdown. 17. You all think Charlie Kolo could have done that? I don't think so. I don't think that he could. I know a lot of people said that he was supposed to be a poor man's Mark Andrews coming into the league, but I just don't see him doing what uh, Vokalek did. And I think he's going to make it really hard on the Ravens when it comes cut down day. Because I think, like Coach said, Come next week, come next Sunday, this Sunday, is cut down day, and it's total cut downs. It's no longer getting the roster down from 90 to 75 down to 53. Like, you have to get your roster down to 53, and they're going to make it real hard. Keith Mitchell's going to make it really hard. I think he looked really good as well. Uh, my stock is up on him. I know he went out with an, a shoulder injury. Hopefully that's just not a injury reserve stash. You know how the Ravens do, like, where they like to put players away for years, for years to come. 
I just don't know how he would make the team. Will we carry four running backs? I don't know. I don't think Melvin Gordon's going to make it. Melvin Gordon is just a camp body, just some dead cap. Yeah, I mean, what's going on, MVT Sports? How you doing? My man Dre is in the house. What's going on? I said, make sure, 8 o'clock, me and Dre, old school hip-hop. All right, stock down. I'm going to start with old dude. Uh, Corey Mayfield, number 39 for the Baltimore Ravens. And Coach said it, anybody with the name Mayfield does not play well in the NFL. And I don't want to put everything on the game. Like they say, you can't say a player to here is the reason that teams lose games. He lost us the game because I went back and rewatched the game earlier today. And what happened was, end of the game, fourth and 11. He gets a pass interference call. So I'm like, ah, oh, bruh, we're going to lose this game on a pass interference call that's going to keep a drive alive. I don't think the John Harbaugh should have called that timeout. They should have just let him play. I think Washington was disoriented. Just go for it. He called him. He called the play. He called the timeout. Let Eric Bieniemy set up the play. We got the pass interference. But that's not why I think this young man is hot garbage. Literally, he allowed the next four completions. So he had a pass interference call and then, then allowed four straight completions to get them in field goal range. Four straight. They taught, They saw that dude and was like, yeah, he can't play. He ain't supposed to be on his team. So he definitely is a stock down. He's going to be the first dude that they cut come Sunday. Um, the next stock down is going to be Caillou Blue Kelly. He's a fifth-round pick. He's a rookie. They just thrust him into action. I think this is his first game that he actually played. I'm not going to put too much into it, but – he has to cover a little bit better. You're going against Washington's third and fourth string wide receivers. And if he is Deion Sanders light, as Living Big Rage says, you know what I mean? He got to do a little bit better. And I know Bazell didn't say he was Rondé Barber. Rondé Barber's a Hall of Famer. I know he didn't say that. Yeah, so next. And this one hurt me to my core. I don't even know if I want to do this one, but. This, this stock down hurt me to my core. And this guy, there are high hopes for him. He's supposed to be a replacement on the team next season, season after that. And I know, you know, we did this with Ben Cleveland when he had that bad play against Jalen Carter. And we said, oh, God, Cleveland is just, he's out of here. I know you cannot judge a man on one bad play, but sometimes some plays are just so egregious that you're just like, what are you doing? I've had enough of being a Ravens fan where I see guys miss tackles and, my stock is really down on this dude at the scene. Yeah, How do you grab a man's face mask and still not tackle him? How do you give up a penalty? Not get the man to the ground and just lay there. Now, I know he did have a sack, so I'm not going to hold too much against him. Oh, wait a minute. What is, what's the language for a coach? What's the, what's the BS? What's the BS? Yes. Yikes. Like what? You grab the man's face mask. At least get him. If you're going to get the penalty, make it count. Make it count. But like I said, I know the man had a sack. Um, he had a couple of good tackles. But if you actually watch the game, there were plenty of times where he went to the line of scrimmage and got stonewalled. I think one time he got lifted. Oh, yeah, Deion Sanders, like, that is BS. He got lifted in the air like a grown man just got picked up and thrown. And this is supposed to be Patrick Queen's replacement. 
If it's up to me, keep Patrick Queen. Um, my last stock now is going to be the left guard position. And not because I think that anyone played poorly. Shout out to Ben Cleveland. He played the full whole game. He went to right guard. He went to right tackle. He's doing everything that he can to make himself valuable to the team. <laughs> but just stock down as in we're heading into the last preseason game. So I think that somebody should be solidified as a starter going into the last preseason, preseason game. And I don't think this team really knows who the starter is going to be. I think it should be John Simpson. Maybe somebody else can come step up. Maybe we can make a trade last minute. I know there have been rumors floating around that EDC has some tricks up his sleeve and he has a trade in mind. Hopefully, for me, I hope that trade is actually for Jonathan Taylor. I know we love JK. I know we love Gus. I know we love Justin. And we all want Keaton Mitchell to succeed. But if you can get Jonathan Taylor, that just takes this offense to a whole nother level. I know I wanted Dalvin Cook. We ain't get him. But Jonathan Taylor is out there for the taking. Let's not forget two years ago, he led the league in rushing and touchdown. So we need to do that. Where says, I think Ben needs a spot, needs that spot and left guard. I don't know. I don't like, honestly, I think they're all equal. None of them are exceptional at what they do. I think they all have their strengths. Um, check out the video that coach put out about squirrel man. And he doesn't play half bad. I just think his, Bad plays over accentuate what he's doing on the field. People look at what he's not doing rather than what he is doing. He has work to do. Don't get me wrong. But I think we need to do something to show up that left guard position. All right. I think that's about it because I got to go get ready for the stream. Anything else y'all want to talk about? What's cat be? What's cat? Chase Young, I don't know. that Our pass rush needs some work, especially if we're going to go into the season with these cornerbacks. We got to do something about that pass rush. It's, 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 we're going to have to outscore everybody every game. And Coach said it. I've said it. Be weary of the Houston Texans. Don't think they were going to just walk in there and steamroll him. I know they have that rookie quarterback. They have a rookie head coach. But it's the NFL any given Sunday. Ben needs work. Yeah, I mean, of course he needs work. He's better than others. Yeah, I mean, John Simpson played pretty well yesterday. I just think that, listen, if you, and as Mike said, shout out OTL Mike, you have a Ferrari in a garage. You need everything you can to protect it. You don't want to go out there with if, ands, and buts. You don't want to go out there with speculation of who might do this and who might do that. Because I promise you, if somebody comes up that left side and Lamar gets hurt, then we're going to be clamoring like, oh, why didn't we trade for this person? Why didn't we get that person? When we said all along, you need to go out there and actually get some real talent. And no, Yolanda. So not be a two-hour stream. I just said Dre and I have a stream coming up at 8 p.m. So this is not. This is actually 28 minutes. We're going to try to skirt this along to a half an hour. And we're going to call it a day. So like I said earlier, um, as far as the undrafted free agents go, there are three to me that are going to make it tough for the team come cut down day. I think it's going to be Keaton Mitchell at running back because I think Justice Hill, as much as it pains me, he's played pretty darn well during, this, during the preseason. I think he's shown that he belongs on the team. He plays special teams, so that's another bonus where John Harbaugh is going to keep him around. I think Vokalek 
he's showing he deserves to be on a 53-man roster. And third is Malik Ham. Now, he had a forced fumble yesterday. He's putting a lot of pressure on a quarterback. He's very active. I think there may be a spot for him on his team. So if you take those three players, those are three roster spots that you have to use up. And now you only have 50 more to go around. They're going to have to cut somebody. And I don't know who those somebodies are. We'll find out Sunday. Nakeem says, I want to see Makari, man, at left guard spot. He can't, but he's our utility, man. Like, he's the guy that you keep just in case. Like, we may, and knock on wood, Ronnie Stanley stays healthy. Ronnie Stanley has not been healthy for a full season throughout his career. And he's been a little bit nicked up this offseason. So you got to keep him around just in case because there's not many guys you can throw in that left tackle. I know Salah played decently. Well, no, uh, Fa'alele played decently last season at left tackle, but you just need Makari to plug and play wherever you might need him. All right, I got one more thing. One more thing. And once again, you know me, I like to peruse the internet and, and look for some articles, look for things to talk about. And one article in particular, I really was like, this is cap. Like, this is some BS. And it was uh, talking about after yesterday's game, guys that definitely made the roster for this upcoming season. And it says Patrick Ricard earned his roster spot with the Baltimore Ravens this year. How? Where? What has Pat Ricard done since he's come off the pup list to say that he deserves a roster spot? He had a good, he had one good catch. We have so many guys that we can put at the H-back position to kind of take over his spot. And we also save that salary. Therefore, we can go out and trade or pick up another cornerback just in case. And that's exactly what I said. See, I, how, how did this man earn a rise spot? Listen, Todd Munkin doesn't use fullbacks. We have to find ways. We have to make up schemes to get Pat Ricard in the game. I know they sometimes play him at the end of the line as an extra blocker, but you can use a tight end for that somebody that can actually go out and run a precise route and get the ball. So to me, that was mad cat. Yeah. Listen, we, we will have a celebratory stream. If on Sunday we see Pat Ricard has been cut, we will have a celebration stream. We then will really know that the Baltimore Ravens are really serious about this passing attack and trying to go out there and win a Super Bowl. Oh, Ben Mason too. I mean, Ben Mason, there, there's really no need for him. If you even if you do keep uh Ricard, there's no need to have Ben Mason on his roster. That was another wasted fifth round pick. You know what I'm saying? Vocalek, I think he can fill that Nick Boyle role, but he runs better routes and he catches the ball a lot better. Even at his best, before we gave Nick Boyle seven million dollars a year, Nick Boyle was just a blocker. He was a straight inline blocker. He caught a couple passes here and there. I think he has like what three touchdowns for his career. Like, nah. nah. He said, how oh, upset his position is off as a weapon. I don't believe you. You need more people. So, yeah, I, I just think that this, this Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, when they start doing roster cuts, we'll see how serious the Ravens are about this offense. Um, listen, all of this has gone on this offseason. We have yet to see OBJ play. And a lot of us forgot about Bateman. Rashad Bateman's coming back. So when Rashad Bateman comes back and kind of gets acclimated to the system, 
he gets implemented into the schemes, what are we going to do? There's no room for Pat Ricard on this roster. What's up, Peter Bills? Yeah, they thought they did something. But you know what? We'll let them have it. You know, I thought that if we lost to the D.C. team, it was going to hurt me to my soul. But it is what it is. This is the preseason. The streak is over. This is something that we no longer have to speak about going forward. We need to put up 30-40 a game because some defensive backs just ain't getting it. Even when Marlowe comes back healthy, I don't really see us stopping anybody. So that's that. But it's 33 minutes in. 36 people still in here. Appreciate you all rocking with me. Make sure to hit that like button. Subscribe if you have not. Share it with your friends on the replay. Make sure that you comment. Let people know what's up. We got this con we got this content going down. Every Friday, 6 p.m. Every Sunday, we do pop-up streams here and there. Like I said, 8 p.m. tonight, Electric Relaxation with Mr. Galloway. He and I are going to be talking hip-hop, all things hip-hop. So if you love music, make sure you check that out. Also at 8.30, Coach Evans is doing a live stream. And I do believe sometime this weekend, we will all be doing a 53-man roster video or live stream. I'm not for certain. But... Tomorrow night, 7.15 p.m., make sure. Lunch break, hot take. Check my guys out. Dope, dope content. And also later tonight at 9.15, if you thought that was it, hey, Suge Knight, Steel Conspiracy. My man Sugarton and Brodney will be giving you some Raven Steelers news. Not much to talk about on the Steelers front, but I guess somebody's got to do it. So, once again, appreciate you all. Love a thumbnail. Hey, I'm trying out something new, bro. I'm trying out something new. <laughs> trying to get these videos out there. You know what I mean? Appreciate you, Rave Kingdom. Appreciate everybody. Appreciate this community that we've built once again. I love you all. And until next time, your boy's out.